I don't know if you know, I don't know how much you know about me. You might not know anything, but I say that. You've got a reputation. Oh, I do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how would you describe my reputation? Uh, I told people I did not know what to expect. <laughs> and I was very interested to see what you were like interpersonally. <laughs> and, it was uh, like, it seemed like your CV and then you want to talk to a radical feminist. This seems like, okay, I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Fall Estate. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Don't forget, the Fall Estate is on Patreon. So be sure to click the Patreon link in the description to support our work, folks. And thank you so much. Very interesting guest today. I have with me Egg Ulensic. Is that right? Excellent. Yeah, thank you for helping me out. I'm black. <laughs> and she is a linguist who creates social media content related to language and feminism. Thank you so much for coming on. I do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I noticed that you talk a lot about transgenderism. You address that a lot on your social media platform. What made that become uh, a topic or interesting for you? Oh, so many things. I'm coming at it from, uh, uh, I have a bachelor's in gender studies, in gender and women's studies specifically. Uh, so I, I have exposure to it from that. Uh, considered myself part of that community for a number of years. Uh, and then just saw it go in such a, a, a direction that, that got unmoored from reality, kind of divorced from reality. And in a direction now where they're, they're actively harming children yeah. in pursuit of this ideology. Like they're they're doing uh, unspeakable things to children, to young people. And so, and so what? I, I just what felt like ethically, I had to speak out. What drove them to get to a point where they're harming children? Why did it get to that? That is a really good question because it's it's been a very uh, dedicated push for over a decade now, at least. Starting, um, you know, Jazz Jennings is, is the classic example of the show I Am Jazz. They were they were parading him around on Barbara Walters in 2011, trying to say that he needed to be on puberty blockers. And so they put him on puberty blockers. Then they put him on estrogen. Then he didn't go through puberty. And then they, they tried to give him a, a sex reassignment anyway. It didn't work. Very well. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's awful. So I feel like the, um, there, there's a mixture of people who want to uh, establish the truth of their religious beliefs, there's a group of people who just want to sell puberty blockers. They, they just want to sell that drug. And this is a great way to get people to take it. Just so how, that, how is it that a doctor or anyone can com, uh, convince a parent to do that to their children, knowing that children are not mature enough to make a decision like that? Because we're always changing through life, right? How would, how is it that a doctor is able to convince parents to do that to the children at such an early age? Again, it's it's a few different things. Some of these parents um, don't have good intentions. You know, we, we know that people like like Dee Dee Blanchard exist, uh, Gypsy Rose Blanchard, the the, the uh, Munchausen by proxy patient um, victim who 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 ended up uh, killing her mother and is in jail now. For that, um, so some some of these parents are not well intentioned. Uh, some of these doctors are trying to make money; they're getting directly paid, and 
the doctors and the, the governments and the non-governmental organizations and health organizations are also all, all united right now and telling parents that this is the right thing to do, that it's okay to treat your child's feelings cancer this aggressively because they will literally die if, if you don't. So, so parents are being bashed, uh, bat, uh, excuse me, a stutter, um, bashed over the head with this idea of like, would you rather have a dead daughter or a live, uh, a living son or something like that, as if that's the choice. That's amazing. That, you have. that is mind blowing to me because ain't no way that anyone could convince me to do something like that to my child. You know, once my child becomes an adult, it's up to him or her what they want to do. But as little kids, you know, you just, we're supposed to protect our children. You just couldn't yeah. convince me to do something like that. Uh, you said that you were involved in that community at one time. How were you involved? Um, I... Socially, I was surrounded by other people who were identifying with that ideology, and we were all in the same kind of community. It was at the school Judith Butler teaches at, so I'm very, very familiar with Judith Butler's position on the subject of gender. Very, very familiar. People tell me to read her work all the time, and it's like, I tried. I tried. Good luck. <laughs> if you're telling other people to read it, I don't think you've read it. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, what was I going to say? So, so. Um, Kind of as soon as I was exposed to the ideology when I was in my early, early 20s, um, it just kind of made sense. It, it felt like it made me make sense and, and everybody else seemed to be identifying with it. And it, it just it just seemed to put pieces together that, that felt unput together. So so um, I was identifying as, as a trans man, transmasculine for a number of years there. Um, this would have been 2009, 2012-ish. Um, and yeah, and then, then I, I left schools to go to a different school and, and was just no longer steeped in that culture, that community. And further, I had just, I wasn't trying so hard to look like I was fitting in. And so I started not looking like I fit in. And so people that I had known for years started talking to me like I was new to it. I'm like, <laughs> I introduced you to this. <laughs> so it kind of drove it home to me They're like oh this is just a church this is just a, a religious community that has formed that has its own strict dress code amazing so for the record you are a female born female you were that but you yeah, female, yeah. but growing up you thought you were a male growing up i had gender dysphoria so i hadn't put it in the sense of like i i actually am like like the current the, even, even when i was in it as a, as a young young person and identifying it under the trans label it hadn't gotten to the point where people literally thought that they were the other sex just because they wanted to be the other sex. That was, that's very new. Um, but, but, but growing up, it was more, more uh, like a, the, I, I've, I've taken to calling at this point, childhood onset gender dysphoria, as opposed to adult onset or rapid onset um, with the childhood onset being kind of a, what I, I consider to be a natural phenomenon that happens as a result of the fact that there's two sexes. Like, I just think that any culture is going to have some people that don't feel like they fit. Yeah. And that, there, there's a natural inference to think, well, if I was just the other one, maybe things would be better. But, but it's an illness, you know. Going to therapy will make that go away if you go to enough therapy for long enough. Yeah, um, I was going to ask you about the gender dysphoria. So, when at the time when you were thinking that you felt like a male, what was that feeling? Can you describe the feeling? Uh, the feeling is kind of like having. Um, this, this awareness of social expectations and feeling like 
you can't live up to them and that other the sense that other people have all these expectations of you that you can't meet fundamentally and but it, it's kind of like extra stressful for me because or, or was because I felt like everybody expected both sets of expectations so it's like everybody expected everything and I I, I was me but I didn't feel seen for me so it was just like everybody was either going to put on one box or this other box and um I, I think I, I kind of go against the dominant cultural expectations in general, personality-wise, which didn't change. Um, but 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 when you're growing up into that and you don't understand it, and and um, you have some other underlying reasons for feeling alienated, as I did, um, that it's 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 just kind of like a, a natural inference that some people in the population are going to make that that this is why. Amazing. And right now, the the medical system is feeding into that. The medical system is saying, yeah, I know you're right. You're right, five-year-old. Good inference. You figured it out. You were supposed to be a male. <laughs> it's absurd. And, what? Uh, and Rita asked me because there is no male feeling. There's no feeling to being a man. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's kind of like, and, and so so the relief of it is almost like a placebo. It does change how people treat you because now you look very different. So people are do treat you in ways that you don't expect as much or you think that they are either, either way it's a change that happened that made you feel better it's a placebo yeah so, so it did help it does kind of give people the freedom to feel like i don't need to feel like i'm living up to those all the time so it's very alluring for for people new to the church it's a very nice deal <laughs> like what all of my sins get forgiven all of them <laughs> but for tender what a mess and so <laughs> And so around what age did you feel this way? As early, as early as I possibly could have. Like I, I had some early, uh, a, a significant early physical trauma, which was part of it too. Yeah. Um, and, and some, some early uh, uh, loss of, of somebody that I was quite attached to. And for both of those reasons, I felt like, like I wasn't being understood. And um, I was, you know, three, four, five. So, so the inferences I was making were, well, it's, it's because it's because they see me as a girl. That's why, that's why they didn't treat me in the way I wanted to be treated in that moment. Uh, like little kids make predictable inferences. It's, it's important to know, are you dealing with the social contagion kind? Yeah. Are you dealing with the early onset kind or are you dealing with the late onset kind? Cause right now there's also a lie that, that, uh, the kind that, that afflicts like a 50 year old man all, all of a sudden out of the blue, that that's automatically the same kind that I had plus time. And it's not, they're, they're, they're no, no more the same condition than, than juvenile or adult uh, onset diabetes. Amazing. Like they're, they're different conditions that look similar. And so when you would go home and tell your father and mother, you know, today I feel like a boy. What would they say to you when you told them that you were feeling that way? Um, I think parents are patient. They help me talk through stuff. Oh, good. Um, took me to different, different therapists to get help. Um, real ones and knew when to take me to not take me back. You know, that's, that's really important for parents to understand that like, it's okay to not take your kid back to get a bad vibe. Um, and, and I've, I've been maintaining for a while that, that if you, if gender is a prefix for a profession is bad, bad, bad sign. You, you want to avoid gender plus profession. Um, but when I would go home and tell them, I, like, they would just kind of like, help me talk through it. Like why, why I felt that way. Um, but they also were confused. Like they didn't really know why, why I was saying the things I was saying. I would threaten them. I would like threaten to become like other girls. <laughs> <laughs> I really genuinely thought that it was going to like control them. 
because in my mind the only reason that they liked me was also because i was different from other girls yeah is i was very young i was very young the stuff doesn't it didn't wasn't a coherent but so in my mind like they they people were gonna mistreat me if they couldn't tell i was a girl because i was really worried that people wouldn't be able to tell i was also worried that people would were, were focused too much on that and it's, it's, there's a lot of anxiety that goes into it it's just kind of like you're anxious and you feel out of control what a and mess. You want to make the world make sense again. And so are you over the trauma now? Are you over all that? I would say I'm definitely over the gender dysphoria. Yeah. I, uh, I don't expect that to suddenly come back randomly. And how um, about I'm, the trauma that caused you to think that way? You had gone through other stuff. Are you over that? Yeah. 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 I'm over that stuff. Um, a lot of that had to do with a really severe foot injury I had, actually, where I couldn't explain the pain from it. So I just, that, that had a, lot, a big effect on me, I think, feeling like I wasn't understood. So how is life for you now? Life's pretty good now. I like my life. Um, I, I especially lately, it's it's really really amusing to me that that this is why people want to talk to me on the internet is is that I say wild things like sex is real. <laughs> <laughs> don't let don't let middle schoolers change in the same rooms unless you want teen pregnancy to happen. That's right. And so are you married with, with kids and all that now? How's that? No, I'm not married. I'm, I'm married to work. <laughs> oh, you are? So do you no, want no, no to get kids, married and no, have no kids? Um, I, if I have kids, it will be adoption. Um, I, I'm, I don't know. It's, it's not a goal of mine in my life right now, no. No, to, you... to get married or have kids. Oh, okay. Well, I hope you do. Well, thank you. Yeah, it'll be amazing. Yeah, it, it, I'm, not, I'm not like avoiding it, actually. I, I had a... a a significant personal loss last year. So I'm still kind of coming to terms with that. Okay. I've talked a bit about on my videos, but um, uh, at the moment, no. All right. And well, thank you for the encouragement. Absolutely. What is uh, gender atheism? Gender atheism is the philosophical position of skepticism towards claims of the existence of entities called gender identities. In other words, I do not believe that you have something in your mind called a gender identity that exists independent of your beliefs about it, your religious beliefs about it, um, or something physical that can be measured. If you're telling me that your gender identity has no physical reality that I can measure or observe, um, and that you're the only one who can tell me about it, that's a religious belief. And so I'm a gender atheist. I don't believe that you have a gender identity. I certainly don't believe that you have multiple gender identities <laughs> or that your gender identities can change as people are saying now, <laughs> it's absurd. <laughs> People running around with their, my pronouns are now he, they, it. You need to memorize three sets of pronouns. Fortunately, <laughs> one is it, so it doesn't decline at the end of sentences. But it's like, are you, I'm not even kidding. People expect you to use nine pronouns yeah. in, a, in, a, in a, a percentage. They're, they're keeping track of the proportion. <laughs> it's control. They just want to control. Yeah, I was going to ask, is all this about control and money? Does it seem like. Oh, money is yeah. Money, money is enormous. Uh, the um, uh, the puberty blocker company, the makers of Lupron, I believe now they're called AbbVie, um, and, the, and the, their version is one of them is Oralists are running around, but but they're the same kind of class of drugs. They already got in trouble for paying doctors to prescribe it. Yeah. And uh, we already know that it caused horrible side effects, and so now now it's being prescribed to kids. Um, when it's prescribed to kids, at least until very recently, it had no warning labels. Like the adult one is like 30 pages long. And then the, the child, you know, dose is just, oh, no, it's fine. No, no harm. 
because no experiments have been done because you can't do them. Wow. Um, That's so, uh, so doctors are telling kids that they can be on it for one, two, three years with no problem. They tell adult women after six months, uh, don't don't take it anymore after six months. But for some reason, a, an eight year old, they're saying, can take it for three years with no problem. It's 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 mind blowing. And so if they if they're willing to pay the doctors to prescribe Lupron, they're almost certainly I, some some kickbacks are happening between these surgeons and the insurance companies that are willing to give them like half a million dollars to sew a skin tube onto someone. <laughs> Some money has to be coming back because yeah. otherwise, why? Um, yeah, it's always about the money. To do with Obamacare. Hmm? Yeah. It's always about the money when people are doing crazy things like this. It's going to be quite a scandal uh, when it when it comes out exactly what money was going where and why. Because because the the they're definitely paying like why wouldn't they pay therapists too to be pre- referring people to these doctors too? Yeah. Like, like you can bring, you pay a doctor to advertise as a gender therapist. You bring your kid to them. The gender therapist says, yep, they're transgender. They work with them once a week and they coach them into saying, yeah, I'm transgender mom. I need hormones. <laughs> and the, the whole thing is very just sick. Yeah. You know, families should be protected from this sort of like Sweeney Todd nonsense. You know, I just came in for a haircut. <laughs> so who do you blame? The, the parents or the doctor? There's so much blame to go around. I think that the, the parents, though, have less of an expectation than doctors. They have more responsibility because they're the child's guardian. Um, but they're they're not screened the way that the doctor is. We, we have to hold doctors to higher standards. Um, some of these doctors clearly should be uh, at least on trial, if not actively in jail already. Um, Dr. Bowers, for instance, Marcy Bowers, who's admitted that puberty blockers were a bad idea. Uh, he is doctor, the doctor who... Uh, um, personally mutilated Jazz Jennings. So, um, wow. which failed because of the puberty blockers. So among other reasons. So it's, 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 I get worked up. Um, they have a big part of the blame, the professional organizations that could be pulling licenses. They have a large uh, share of the blame, um, facilities that allow this to be done in them. Um, they give give uh, admitting privileges, for instance, to when they know that the doctors are doing this, they're to blame. State legislatures are to blame. You know, there's it's 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 going to be astonishing for people in two decades to look back and wonder how we let sex lobotomy go on for decades. Yeah, yeah. Which is um, worse, uh, to give children puberty blockers or abortion? Worse from whose perspective? It, it's certainly better uh, for for the uh, embryo in five years to be aborted than to be given a puberty blocker. Yeah. So if, if we're looking at it from the perspective of where they'll be in 10 years, puberty blockers will harm them more. However, abortion will mean that they don't exist. However, <laughs> they might not have existed anyway. So it, it depends on where you fall on the question is, are some lives just not worth living? Yeah. I would say the puberty blockers do dep- condemn you to a life where certainly the child will be asking that. Was it worth living? Is my life worth living right now? My jaw is rotting off. You can visibly see my jaw rotting. They can't do anything about it because I have osteoporosis and my jaw is rotting because the drugs they're giving me to fix the osteoporosis. It's just, it's, it's, it, it, it sets them up for a living hell. Amazing. I, I saw the, uh, that person, Jazz Jennings, that you were talking about. I, 
I talked about him on my show today, and uh, my producer was telling me about him. And he has a fat belly. He got really fat, and he has yeah. he has a man's belly. You know how men get fat in the belly, hangover like a beer belly. Yeah, he has mm-hmm. a man's belly. So I was mm-hmm. wondering. I wonder what that's really like for him to think that he's a girl, but have a man's belly. His body developing into a man body. And I wonder how that is for him. It's it's hard to say. One um, one of the 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 lies of the trans movement right now is that there is um, that the differences between male and female bodies happens at puberty. That we're somehow the same before them, except for haircuts uh. and, and outfits. Um, but but the truth is, obviously, obviously, or else how did we develop such different genitalia? These proportion differences are, are, are there at birth. We, we had wildly different developmental paths from, from, from conception to birth that, that resulted in very different body shapes. They kind of look similar as babies, but the proportion differences are built in from, from the start. They're not, so, so you can't give a, a, an 11-year-old male estrogen and suppress his testosterone and expect it to make him a female yeah. and expect that to, to, to completely undo all of the, the male structural differences that that were already well in well in sway by the time you, you suppress the puberty. We're not blank slates. We're, we're different categories. Your your message you should be out telling the world about this on all the mainstream media and everywhere. Um, have you tried that? You're a good start. I'm sorry? You're a start. <laughs> I hope so. You're helping me out. Now, this is so important. They don't. They don't want to hear the truth, though, because they. 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 they a lot of people spend stand to make too much money. Nobody wants to be this generation's homophobes. Nobody wants to to go against the orthodoxy and, and be exposed for being one of the bad people. And and we're all just going to sacrifice our children to Moloch, like, in pursuit of that, so that nobody has to take the risk of saying, you know what, this is this has gone too far. Amazing. There's no limit. So the term uh, gender atheism, did you coin that term? Yes. Nice. And there's another uh, thing I want to ask you about. That is T-E-R-F, trans-exclusionary radical feminist, right? Right, TERF. And where did that come from? Did you create that term? I did not create that term, no. TERF is a slur that was created in 2008. Uh, the person who coined it used uh, the word resented to describe the group. So it started as a slur and it continues to be a slur and it will never stop being a slur. <laughs> we use it ironically because it's it's a, it's a focal point for women to come to who've been called turf for doing something random. Um, I started speaking out like the, 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 the um, flashpoint for me was that I posted a video talking about the different heart attack symptoms that men and women have, which are categorically different. They're not a difference of degree. Um, you know, it's, it's, we don't have a milder form of male heart attack. It's a different kind of symptom pattern because we're different. And, and so I posted about that and how it's important to understand that there are categorical differences like that between men and women. And we don't know all of them. We just don't know all of them. So we need to think of ourselves as different categories. And I got called turf like 30 times immediately, (laughs) like it's long. And, and so I was just like, no, this is dangerous. This is going to start killing women. Women are going to die because of this ideology. I need to. I need to say something. So. And so, how how do you deal with the name calling? 
Um, I, I laugh at it more than anything else. Um, they don't call me names so much anymore. I feel like, cause they figured out that I don't care Yeah. that it, it won't work. Um, that, that they will just get, get spoken to back and they won't like it. <laughs> I think that's healthy too, for, for, for people reading, um, a lot of women feel very controlled by that word right now and yeah. really don't want to do anything that might inspire it. So to see somebody get called it who they, they agree with and have it not ruined life, I think that can be powerful to help shift this. When I was prepared for this uh, discussion today, I wonder, women tend to be loud mouth, you know, they, you know, they're out mm -hmm. there and they, whatever, the abortion or whatever, women who know that this is wrong, that it should not happen to children, why don't I hear a lot of women out there protesting and complaining about these things happening to the children? I, I feel like most of the people I see speaking out about this uh, tend to be women. Right. Uh, they tend to be feminists. But I, I do wonder why we don't see more. Um, there, there is just such a, a zeitgeist right now where all these organizations that should know better are enabling it, are telling parents, you know what, your your anxious teenager needs a lobotomy. That's that's what she clearly needs. It's the only way. She's been unhappy for months. And and I don't I don't know what parents are supposed to, to do. Obviously, we must demand that they that they think for themselves, and we must say that it's okay to go against this uh, what they're being told. But um, I, I do believe that, that most for most people, the issue is that they do not know how bad these things are yet. Oh, okay. And that when they do, they, they will immediately want to um, speak out as well. Because, um, yeah, they're just people are taking it on. on we've been conned. We, we've all extended confidence to these people. Well, I've noticed over the years lately that the LGBTQ whatever people seem to have more control over others than, you know, people seem to be more afraid of them than they are the blacks, the Jews, the whatever, right? They seem to be more afraid of the LGBT people than any other group of folks. Have you noticed that? And if so, why is that? I don't know that people are that afraid of LGB anymore. I think that there was a moment where, where nobody wanted to be seen as, as homophobic and that we're still kind of dealing with the aftershock of that. Um, I, I don't know that, that, that they're, they have the same amount of uh, power as, 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 as a, an actual political faction. It doesn't change versus people claiming to be it. Um, people are afraid of, of, of the T though, because they're, they're, very fundamentalist fascist religious movement that, that has a lot of power and is ruining lives, ruining like careers, going after people, defacing women's violence shelters. They, 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 they defaced and had defunded a, a rape shelter in Canada, um, uh, a spray turf all around it, for instance. And uh, it's, they're scary. They, they threaten people. They, quite graphic threats too. And we say the T, you mean the transgender people? Yeah. Oh, okay. Another thing I noticed. They don't belong in the acronym. They don't belong in the acronym. Oh, I see. There's, we have no common interests. They, they can certainly advocate for their own, whatever they think that their political ideal is. But, but there, there's no logical reason why they should be part of the LGB. LGBH is the closed set of all possible sexual orientations. 
T is some random special interest that isn't actually logically connected. They just hung out at the same bar that we did. Oh, amazing. The, uh, the uh, once again about jazz, I, watching that little episodes of that video, the brother of jazz, the real brother, he's a boy, he's dating a black drag queen or transgender. Yeah, I saw that. What? Yeah. What's that about? <laughs> The show is the show is a propaganda tool. It's, it's, it's the, the only reason it exists is is just propaganda from from minute one of episode one. The, it's it's shocking that this show has been on the air and continues to be on the air. Are people it's, it's interested true. in that, and that's why it stays there? I don't know, because like I obviously some people must be, but there's also clearly some very dark money behind all of this. A lot of people stand to make a lot of money from from normalizing uh, stories and narratives like jazz. So do you think the brother is pretending to like the black drag queen or he really liked the black drag queen? Because it looks like he would be uh, I, old I enough that, to that say no. A, I'm sorry? No, I don't think that no, I don't think that's an organic relationship, no. I, I think that that's a very scripted relationship. Oh, okay. I mean maybe maybe there is some interpersonal chemistry there on top of that, but no, I don't think that that's why they're they're dating i think they're they're showing the whole thing is is a very it's very homophobic show there's another plot line where um jazz's boyfriend's mother tells the boyfriend well yeah if 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 you're a male and you're in a relationship with a male that would make it a gay relationship (laughs) and and they're just like so homophobic like clearly fully accepts him supports him just accurately describing reality (laughs) Oh. But, but in their, their bizarro world, it's homophobic to say that someone's gay. <laughs> That's <Amazing>. now homophobic. <laughs> so you call yourself a radical feminist? Yes. And what is that exactly? Radical refers to uh, where we think the root of the problem is. So we are focused on uh, radically reorient, reordering society in order to uh, reduce the oppression of women and liberate women and uh, improve the lives of women and girls. And how would you define feminism? Uh, working towards the, the liberation of women uh, is also defined as the social, political, and economic equality of the sexes. Oh, I see. And so you're just radical. But when will, when will it be enough for the women? Women are all over the place. They're causing a mess everywhere. And they're taking the jobs from the men, and people are catering to them. They are a mess. Where were Are the they women's... even say woman anymore? Are oh. we being catered to? What? Are, am I being catered to if I can, if I don't even get a word for myself? If I can't call myself a woman and have that mean something, am I really the one being catered to? <laughs> but there's some you... women. Some don't... women are more women than others. <laughs> where would enough be enough? It's like with the blacks, they always complain about the white folks this and the white folks racist and the white folks won't let me this and that, right? And I'm like, uh-huh. when will it be enough? When will you say to the white people, okay, white people, I'm satisfied now. I don't need any more. When will the women say, all right, men, we got, we have enough. We can stand on our own now. We don't need to take your stuff anymore. When did it become your stuff? You know, it's the man's world. It is? It's I both. feel like women are the ones who made it. Made the world? What do you mean? Yeah, I didn't know. That woman made you? No, she just held me 
in the oven until I was baked enough to come out. Okay, do you rob bakeries? Because they they didn't really make the bread. They just baked it. Well, if you really, really think about it, the woman does not make the bread. She holds the bread in the oven. The man makes the bread. I don't follow, no. Well, all she does is lay there. The man put the bread in the oven, and she keeps it in the oven until it's done nine months or whatever. And and then she just takes the bread out of the oven. She didn't do anything else. I, I don't know that you've made enough bread to know how it's different from, from a baby. Because <laughs> when you're making bread, you don't have to keep adding ingredients like throughout the entire time you're making it. You're not slowly adding a little bit of flour every 30 seconds. You have to add a little bit more flour and a little bit more yeast as, as you go. But so like during the pregnancy, she doesn't have to do anything. She just walk around put on big clothes as the belly get bigger. She doesn't have to do anything. Everything happened naturally yeah. in the body, right? I don't know how you are drawing a distinction there. <laughs> what does a woman have to do during pregnancy that would... To change her life fundamentally, like for months. But that's because that's the bread is in the oven. That's not a bad... That's, that's nothing. She has to eat more, for instance, or she'll starve and lose the pregnancy. That's something that she has to do. Right. But as far as forming a a baby, she doesn't have to add to it. She doesn't take away from it. The baby develops on its own. Right? She has to acquire the food and ingest it. Right. Amazing. She also has to take reasonable... I mean, it is amazing how how women are uh, attuned to their own biology. It, I, I object to the, the attempt to separate it because I feel like that there there is a a, a daisy chain, you know, a, 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 a relay that happens from from mother to daughter, especially um, where 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 there where is the line between what what you are doing naturally and what you are doing because it's what your mother did with you. I don't know that there that that line is as clear cut to the point where you can say, well, what does the woman have to do? Well, she has to do a lot. She has to do things on, on a regular basis to, to manage all of the things that go into the pregnancy so the pregnancy can be healthy. When I was... If, if you walk a woman in a room for, for nine months, it's not going to be a very healthy pregnancy. When I was... Uh, when boys were boys and men were men, when I was growing up, uh, women had a bunch of babies, right? Like in my family, my aunt and her husband had like 15, 16, I think even more children. And it wasn't a big deal. It was she didn't complain about it. They were happy to do it. Uh, with my family, I had like uh, seven sisters and five brothers, including myself, six brothers with me. And and the mothers were happy to do it. No big deal. They appreciated the father putting the bread in the oven. But now women tend to make that a big deal. Like somehow or another, they're God and they're doing someone a favor. Hmm. Have you noticed that? Uh, that they're doing someone a favor for being pregnant? Right. It's a lot of effort. They're doing the kid a favor. <laughs> like, I mean, just just consider another thing that women might a woman might do to, to ensure healthy pregnancy is not drink. That is a choice that, that a woman has to actively make. 
uh, during the duration of the pregnancy. And if she were to do that, that would make the pregnancy less healthy and taking care of yourself too emotionally, stress can impact a pregnancy significantly. Like all these things are something that, that women have to think about. That's, that's another thing that's abnormal to me too, because again, when, 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 when life was better in America, I cannot tell you, I know only one woman during my whole time of growing up that drank, period. Women normally, when women were decent people, they didn't drink and they didn't do drugs. And, <laughs> decent people. <laughs> you know, they didn't drink. So when I they got... That. I that. I, I insist I've never been a decent... No. Are you drinking now? Do I drink? No, I don't drink. Oh, and do you but smoke pot? Kind of a moral position. What? Do you smoke pot? Huh? Um, I, I never inhale. Never, never <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Amazing. So all that stuff, <laughs> it seems so abnormal to me to see women do manly stuff, you know, like drink and smoke pot. And women, women used to be decent and they didn't do manly stuff. Hmm. I, I don't know. I don't want to there. What happened to them? Uh... Well, really, like, like what happened to, to, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I can't say whether that's true or not. Um, uh, for my, my, the, the only guess if, is assuming that correlation exists is that, that perhaps now women know that we won't randomly become pregnant as easily. Um, however, I don't know if there's enough of a cultural understanding of, um, the genetic, the actual effect on genetics, but I, I think. I don't know. That's a good question. It used to not be very well understood, for instance, that, that smoking and drinking affected sperm. And so it could be that, that all of the smoking and drinking that the men were doing then affected future generations. And that that has then in turn affected women who were, then, who, were, who were come from the sperm from the men that smoke and drank too much back when women were good. You <laughs> ruined it, in other words. You pulled it's... humanity down. And now, now you spread... You poison future generations with alcohol. <laughs> it's always the man's fault. Alcohol spur. It is. It is. <laughs> I noticed that women take no responsibility for their failure. Wrongdoing. Have you noticed? It's the hardest thing in the world. The hardest That's thing. That's why I never fail. I just, I just keep succeeding. I never have to take responsibility <laughs> for my failures that way. The hardest thing for a woman to do is to admit that she's wrong. No, it's not. Have you ever seen a woman that would admit that she's wrong? Well, uh, definitely not me. <laughs> but why would I? I'm always right. Amazing. So I got to ask you this. I'm looking at the clock here. You, 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 you've done a lot of examining of this transgender stuff. I wanted to ask if you thought that homosexuality, lesbian, and all that stuff, is that normal or abnormal? I think it's natural. I think it might be what you're asking. Um, it's a norm, normal in the sense of it, is it is it the norm? Is it common? No, it is certainly in the minority and, and likely, I mean, almost certainly the reasons for that are just biological. Um, but I do believe it's 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 a natural biological circumstance, and much like being a woman. Why would it be natural? What's about it that indicates to you that being a, being a homosexual or homosexuality or lesbian? Is natural. What's about it that you, that you think is natural? Well, okay. So if we start from the the base that um, 
heterosexuality is natural and that in a set heterosexual relationship, you have two people, one of whom only wants to date men and the other one only wants to date women. And that's the idea of heterosexuality, right? So we believe then that it's natural to have an either only male oriented or only female oriented orientation. We, 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 I think we, we can start from the agreement that, that, that only male or only female oriented people exist. Um, so at that point, it's, it's kind of the burden is on um, the claimant to show why it would only correlate with one sex, why it couldn't be both. Like why, why couldn't whatever in the brain leads to sexual orientation for heterosexuals, why couldn't that just be how it developed for the homosexual person? Do you think God created homosexuals and lesbians? A person to be that way, you think he made them that way? Uh, I I am an atheist in general, so I, I don't I don't I think that we evolved as as a Oh population. you don't believe there is a God? No. Oh I see. So where do you get your values from if you don't believe there is a God? I don't believe there's a God. I believe that the values are independently derivable. I believe that a lot of uh religious thinking is about working out your relationship with the, an idea of God and being able to step outside yourself and try to think about social thinking and social reasoning apart from that. Um, so so I, I don't know that you necessarily need to get it from somewhere else. If you did have to get it from some other entity, how would you know that you got the right set? How, how would you know? You have to be able to independently judge the values you're being handed, I think. Well, one way you would know is that you would, have peace, you will have perfect peace, no conflict, no anxiety and worries and all that stuff that uh, people who don't believe in God are going through. But one way is that you would definitely have peace. Mm. All the time you will have perfect peace no matter what you go through, what you have to deal mm. with in life. You will have perfect peace through that. And you will have love. Mm. Do you have love? Do I have love? I do feel like I have love. I feel like I have a, a, a deep connection to people that I've loved, both uh, living and dead. So I, like I said, I, th I think that there is some value in trying to work out uh, a sense of your relationship with God. Uh, I don't know that I think that an entity actually exists that had more of a role in my sexual orientation than my biology, my development. Whether such an entity had an additional role there, I, I, I don't see much reason to... to infer that it seems to add to the model i don't i don't know what it adds to it so with your love you love all people my brother really gets on my nerves i don't <laughs> i'm still not over that his whole birth i don't like that <laughs> I, I try to i try to be empathetic i don't know what else is there Except trying to understand each other. I certainly have some people very, very anger inducing, of course. And so do you love all people with your love? Do I love all people with my love? You, you, you have your own love, right? And you love, I know you say you love some people, your loved ones and things, but do you love all people? Even your enemy? Yes. I, there are some things that I would not wish on my worst enemy for that reason. And so you love uh, all people. Um, I, I, it's it's at some point if you define love so broadly, it does. What does it mean at that point? Um, but I, I, I certainly have a, a degree of, of caring 
and I, I, I don't want anyone to be suffering the way that a lot of the people that I'm looking at in my, in my, my work are clearly suffering and are about to be suffering. Yeah. Like the, especially the pain of it. Uh, I, I live with chronic pain. I'm very sensitive to chronic pain. This is really not something that anyone should be living with. I'm sensitive to all these, you know, I, I, I may not like any of these people interpersonally, but they all have relationships and they have family members. And I don't know what, what role they play in those other family members' lives. And, and when you mess with family relationships, that just, that, so many knock-on effects that, that can just devastate so many people. If you go in and, and you, 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 you get in between a parent and a child and cause the parent to consent to something that, yeah. that destroys the child's life, it's just, And so, so in some ways, like like the, my my materialist uh, st- positioning standpoint in terms of philosophy is is uh, rooted in the fact that like well we're we're kind of stuck here we're stuck on a rock doesn't seem like anyone is coming. Um, <laughs> Amazing. How can we make it better? So your parents they were they uh, atheists as well, or are they atheists? Uh, my 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 dad describes himself as a Zen Taoist usually if I ask him, but but kind of ish yeah uh, they have they have more boutique spiritual beliefs um though i also went to, to christian school for a couple of years there so i was it was a um raised with a mixed background some pagan influences some some uh christian spiritualists some more more traditional um than than i pursued my own interest in in atheism and skepticism and, and logic um from about middle school on Amazing. So who who did you grow up closest to, your mother or your father? It's hard uh, to, to answer that. I was, I was close to both of them in, in different ways um, and still am. Uh, our, our family was definitely um, affected by, by uh, uh, an illness early on that, that um, added some complexity um, that I wouldn't change for the world because uh, it taught me a lot, but... Um, yeah, very, very, very close to both of them. Probably personality-wise, I'm, I'm have more my dad's sense of humor, but I'm also very much like my mom. It's hard, it's hard to, to say who I, I connect more with. And, and so, are you yourself? Or are you them? Am I myself, or am I them? Do you have your own identity, or are you your parents? No, I have my own identity. I have a lot of experiences they they didn't have. I've I've lived in a, a bunch of other countries. I've got my own um, background in in scientific exposures, um, man value systems. You know. Oh, okay. I've I've reached I've reached a certain age. <laughs> <laughs> you say that you have chronic pain. Are, are you able to say what causes your chronic pain? Sure. Yeah. No, I've, I've, I've got a kind of an obscure problem called Eagle syndrome, like the bird. And, uh, it's, it's a very, very obscure malformation. That's like right here. And it's a big part of why I went into speech pathology was, um, the fact that I basically had to get that diagnosed myself by studying anatomy charts and, and stuff. Um, and so it just, it's, it's, it's small and it's in a very inconvenient place and it wasn't caught in time, so they can't fix it. So <laughs> it's just like, just have to kind of live with it and, it's a uh, so it's like a bone is too long and then it's rubbing on some nerves. It's rubbing on an artery and then it's also uh, slowly calcifying stuff. So it's wow. really annoying. So is it a neck? Yeah, it's it's a it's a projection of the skull. 
So it's not in the, the spine. It's off of the base of the skull, right under your ear. There's a little bone that, that like pokes forward right. and ends right in the back of your throat. And then from there's, uh, there's two sides. So, so from that in the middle, that's where your voice box is. It hangs, it hangs from these two bones. Wow. You had that so, all your life? Yeah. Oh, I see. It wasn't yeah. diagnosed until I was like 24, though. Amazing. So I've got to ask, what is a man? An adult human male. An adult, and how about what is a woman? An adult human female. Amazing. I say that, um, I don't know if you know, I don't know how much you know about me. You might not know anything, but I say that. You've got a reputation. Oh, I do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how would you describe my reputation? Uh, I told people I did not know what to expect. <laughs> and then I was very interested to see what you were like interpersonally. <laughs> it was it, like, it seemed like your CV and then you want to talk to a radical feminist. This seems like, okay, I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so now you love me, right? I, I mean, it, it's been interesting. <laughs> I, won't, I won't say tell him off the ship. No, I'm kidding. You're great. It's been nice to talk to you. <laughs> and so what's my, what you, what did you hear about me? My representation, what did you hear exactly? Um, I, I Googled it and it said something that, that you had like, I think you had said at some point that women shouldn't vote. Yeah, I'm about to ask you about that. <laughs> I, <laughs> How do I feel about women's suffrage? I'm in favor. <laughs> That's so, my vote. So I'm going to ask uh, one of the worst mistakes, and it's more clear now than ever. One of the worst mistakes that we made in this country is to allow women to vote. Am I wrong? Yes. And how am I wrong? The mistake was in let, allowing men to vote. What that do you was clearly the mistake. But when men yeah, were look, look what you've done with the world. When men when you were you guys in, have had total control of the world for like at least you know, at least five years now, and what have you done with it? But when <laughs> men were in charge, the world was a logical place to live in, nice and 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 simple and common sense. Now that the women are taken over, it's a mess. Illogical world. They're bringing in homosexuality and abortion and welfare and oh, daycare center. I'm sorry. Didn't 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 ancient Greece have a lot of homosexuality? After the like women they, took they, over, they first, but after the women took over, Greek homosexuality was only after women took over. Yeah, women take over. Every time the woman take over, the world suffers. The family suffers. The the world look at it. You got to admit, America is a mess now that the women are taking over, right? When are the women taking over? Look at the I government. They're taking over the homes. They're are we talking about women taking over or trans women taking over? Because I heard that there was the the first female four star general or whatever. I know. What did you think about that? Edited out. Huh? What did you think about that? It's it's disgusting. It's erasure of women, and it's it's erasure of women of color, especially. That and, and Laurel Hubbard out in the Olympics this year. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like it's it's so hard. That's what, what why we're called radical feminists is that our focus is what is actually at the root of all of the, the badness? Because clearly there's 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 pockets of predictable awfulness. There's there's general trends that we may have become blind to as a culture of like maybe maybe we, we're really just not considering certain options because we've been stuck in this line of thinking for so long. Um but I feel like it's it, it it can't be an issue of of, of factionalism. Um, it has to be something where we, we see the whole system is not not working, where we need to radically change the whole system. 
And that doesn't mean necessarily just replacing individual politicians. Um, I, I suggested this on another another episode of a, a different interviewer um, that that if we really want to see the systemic change, if we want to make sure that everybody at every level of understanding can see that, that we are working together and there's a change happening, we need to just start voting for women. Just, just doesn't matter what their platform is. Anytime it's a woman versus a man in political race, women wins. So you just what, do that until all of the women, until there's no advantage anymore. So what do you want to do? Destroy the world or something? If women it took over, like y'all are doing that. Okay, if, all right. I want to save the world. The if women dirty. took over, the world is over. Well, I'm not saying women should take over qua women, but women should be in charge. Women should visibly be in charge. When I become president, when I become president, there are two things I'm doing right away. Number yeah. one, I'm stopping women from voting. Uh-huh. And number two, I'm bringing them back home from the workplace. And let them stay home and become wives and mothers and watch Uh over the men's children because that's what they were created to do, to get married, have babies, stay pregnant and barefoot, barefoot and pregnant Uh in the kitchen. I mean, that's that's certainly a a theory that's common. Doesn't that sound beautiful? It sounds beautiful, Uh right? What sounds beautiful to me is mothers getting support. Right from our husband. have common grounds on on thinking that that mothers should have all the support in the world to stay with their children and to put their children first. And I think you and I can agree on that. I think that there are, there's a very big biological difference between males and females, and and expecting females to be able to be immediately separated from their babies is really bad. I think I think having policies in place that that, that make it so that women have to choose between. Um, bonding with their child and men too, but especially women, because there's a big biological difference there. Babies know when they're near their mom or not. They know. Adoption is trauma too, for the same reason. Babies know. That's why that's why we have to bring men back to order so that they can help the woman, show the woman how to overcome that hell she's in because they're so emotional, illogical in the mind, mentally illogical, they're up and down in their feelings. They don't really know what they want. And men need to come back to order so that they can bring the women out of the hell that they're living in. I, I think we agree on on the fact that there are a lot of women living in a very, very hellish emotional landscape right now. I don't know that we agree on the cause. I certainly put much more of the cause in uh, social interactional factors like uh, experiences of, of rape for instance, will, will really, really affect someone. And we live in a culture where that's how patriarchy perpetuates itself is through through systematic uh, sexual assault of young women, especially, um, which then which then sets us up for problems later in life. Uh, there is also, of course, biological differences, which go back to women need a lot of support during pregnancy and birth and, and, and early childhood. Um, we we uh, but a big a big one too that gets overlooked is that that because women are oppressed and we don't look up at, at governments and organizations and see a very strongly female hierarchy, it, it affects our thinking. It affects our thinking, and then we feel kind of powerless. We might not have the the financial support we need. We don't have the sense of control we need in our lives. Amazing, and, and, and it affects us. Do you believe that women are equal to men? Uh, in terms of. There are a lot of women out there now who think that they're equal to men. They want to work. They want to act like a man. They want to make decisions because they think that they're being, that make them equal to men. Whereas women are below the man. They're not equal to the man. 
but they were working hard to try to make it that way. It, it was like it's like making trying to make a man doing doing surgery on a man to make him be a woman or a woman to be, to be become a man. That can never be. And likewise, mm-hmm. women can never be equal to men. And so they lie to themselves and pretend that it's real when reality is we know that it's not real. Yeah. yeah so so whereas perhaps a traditional um, traditional is the wrong word. Maybe maybe it could be termed more liberal feminism. Uh, uh, an approach to, to achieving equality between men and women within feminism might be, well, women should just do everything men do and compete with men on men's terms according to, to male bodily expectations. And that's not reasonable. That will just systematically oppress women because women are different. We need to get pregnant. Society needs us to get pregnant. But it needs us to do that. That's a difference. <laughs> so, and, and the system we have now, I think... Um, Radical feminists are the ones that see that. Radical feminists are the ones that want to um, make it so that needing to stay home a few days a month because you have a, a severe menstrual cramps, that shouldn't keep you from succeeding career-wise. There's no reason we can't set up the career ladder to be such that the, the women with women's bodies can't still go just as far. Amazing. It, it would look different. So but. listen, I got to heat up this interview. I got to put you on the hot seat. And okay. <laughs> And I need you to answer these questions as quickly as possible. The Hot Will you celebrate Men's History Month with me next August? Sure. Will you celebrate White History Month with me next July? I need more more clarification on what that meant, but yes, I, I, <laughs> I would be open to considering it. I would it, certainly also want to raise other issues. In one in one word, describe Joe Biden. Misogynist. Is the earth flat? No. Well, it depends <laughs> on your definition of flat, I suppose. Do you love Do you love the Great White Hope? I don't know what that is. Is that Bill Clinton? ISIS has spread oh, like cancer. Another <laughs> mess I inherited. Um, no, no, I'm not a fan of him either. <laughs> you, did you know I call him the Great White Hope? I did not know that. Oh, I see. What is the most dishonest news outlet, in your opinion? It's dishonest news outlet. Jesus Christ, I don't know. They're, I mean, on the trans issue, they're all like that right now, <laughs> more, more or less. Um, I don't, <laughs> My my gut is is either is either BBC or or, or Scientific American, but I I just I'm not going to forgive Scientific American for a while for their stupid gender spectrum, sex spectrum uh, graphic. But but of all the groups that should know better, are aliens real? Uh, as in space aliens, almost certainly. How could they not be? Should a man ever tell a woman his problems? Should a man ever tell? Um, will it financially benefit the woman? If so, yes. Do you support abortion? I support abortion rights. Have you ever been a slut? Uh, I don't know what that word means to you. You know how women sleep with every Tom, Dick, and Harry? Uh, I that No. I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you support Black Lives Matter? 
Uh, I support changing the culture of consciousness to achieve that slogan and actually impress it in people's minds. The organization has some questionable issues that, 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 that yeah. Do you love white people? Conceptually or individually? All white people. Do I love all white people? I certainly have problems with some of them. Um, I, I, uh, I love people, qua people, yeah. Did you have fun? Yes. Thank you so much for coming on and taking a hot seat. I appreciate that. <laughs> See, it wasn't, as, it wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be, right? Oh, I didn't think it was going to be bad. Was this it, is entertaining. Was <laughs> it amazing? <laughs> sure. It was amazing. <laughs> so tell the folks how to get your podcast and, and whatever else you're doing. Well, how can they get involved? Uh, they can check out my, my uh, YouTube channel, has most of my content. It's TT Exulancic, E X U L A N S I C. And um, I'm also on uh, TikTok at Exulancic Beta, um, Twitter at Exulancic. Uh, I have a Patreon and a PayPal as well. Um, so, yeah, check me out. I really, really enjoy talking to you. And I really do think you need to be out there spreading the word about what's happening with this transgender thing. Because I don't know of anyone else out there who's being as honest as you are about this whole deal. I'm very well situated. That's what I'm trying to, to get out there, even though it's, you know, there's there's going to be blowback. People, I've already had some 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 fallout in my interpersonal life of um, people that don't like the fact that I say really basic things like men don't belong in women's prisons. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Because <laughs> at this point, having thought about the prison issue enough, too, it's like there's, there's uh, no... There's no reason, in my opinion, why why any male needs to work in a women's prison. All right. Well, I totally appreciate we out. They're letting me know I'm out of time here. <laughs> okay, uh, sure. Hopefully, one day we can talk again. I really, really appreciate yeah. what you're doing. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much, and thanks for giving me your platform. Uh, absolutely. I hope it's the beginning of a uh, the world hearing about what you're doing. We need you out there. Yeah, uh, I hope so too. Uh, so. Mm -hmm. Thank you folks for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. Don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, ring the bell. Check out Patreon there. We are on Patreon, the Father Stadium. So click, click the Patreon link in the description to support our work. Check out the merch and all the good things. Thank you so much for tuning in. Next time on The Fallen State. Can you define common sense? Common sense would be that only women menstruate. Today, that is transphobic. <laughs> it's also sometimes boys who menstruate. You cannot build a bridge using postmodernist physics because the bridge will collapse. LeBron James whines that he has to go through the dangerous route from his Malibu home to the Staples Center. You <laughs> are urinating on those who have truly been victims. Do you love all people? I start off with the hope. <laughs> of loving everyone. But I'm also a honey badger. If you cross me, you attack me, if you insult me, I'm coming after you. I'm coming after your descendants. I'm coming after your ancestors. That's just the honey badger mentality. What Amazing. watching the father state don't forget to like follow subscribe 
Support my nonprofit at rebuildingdemand.com and tell everybody and their mama about the show. <laughs>